This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Richard. So I know we got a lot of emails from your fans and friends. and That was uh, really sweet. Really, really sweet. Yeah. Um, they were all worried about Chloe. And well, tell us what's going on. So on Monday, Chloe... Um, she went over the rainbow bridge and it was the right thing. She couldn't walk anymore. She couldn't go to, I mean, we had to carry her out. I couldn't walk her anymore because my husband and my son would carry her. And she lived to be 14 and a half, which is over a hundred years in dog years. And her larynx, her throat. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for all their love and reaching out. Um, but at the same time I had, my mom had a little bit of a fall Yeah, and there was complications and, um, she ended up going peacefully last night. So I lost two very close and dear people. I'm going to call them people because my dog was a person <laughs> too, this week and I'm still a little bit in shock and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to work. That's what my dad would want me to do. That's what my mom would want me to do. And I've had a, you know, a lot of things happen this week. And I told my, that was so funny. Taylor Swift song came on in the car. Is it over? <laughs> I'm like, is it over? <laughs> you know, and I know, I know that there's a lot of new beginnings that are happening too with my work and which I'm super excited about. And I just, I do feel like there is something that is just getting, you know, it's just how life is, how life goes, but boy. I, when you told me this morning, I thought, well, you know, that's going to be really hard for you to get through the day. But then you mentioned how, you know, we, we do this work because we help people. We help others. We know that it's helpful because when you talk to people you love on the other side, it's helpful. And of course, your dad has come through so many times, and I and I just want to tell the audience: of first time your dad showed up, we were uh, talking in a restaurant, and I didn't know he was there because, of course, I don't feel what you feel, but I could see the tears in your eyes. So I yeah. knew that he was there. So anyway, that was the day that you helped me with my eulogy with my dad, and my. My dad, it was the difference of my dad and my mom is that I feel like we got another year out of my mom, you know, because she, there was so many things. Her heart wasn't working. She was only getting 20% oxygen. And I am so grateful. I come from, I'm one of seven children and I can't tell you how many, how lucky I am to have had them there and to have us all support each other. My brother took care of my mom, but watching my dad suffer with cancer, I was so mad at the universe for taking my dad at the age of 71. And we've discussed that. And then, you know, I didn't want to work. And then I thought, okay, if I didn't work, how am I going to talk to my dad? I don't think I could have it both ways. <laughs> right? And that was in my, my, you know, realm of thinking. Like I didn't, I didn't understand how I was going to do it. And when we talked, you know, I have this friend named Joyce Jackson. She's also a great medium. And um, 
she told me she, you know, cause I had a sold out event on Monday and it was an literally an hour after putting Chloe down Wow. been grieving over Chloe for the last year, you know, and putting her down, I knew it was the right thing to do. And it couldn't have been better. Like it was such an amazing night, you know, because I know that by helping other people that it's helping myself. And we've discussed this, like whatever you want, give it away. Well, I need some love. <laughs> I need some compassion. And my, you know, my family was wanting to post something this morning. And I told them, I'm like, you know what? Can we wait so I can tell my friends? Please let me just tell my friends. And I'm telling you, they sent me, like my girlfriend sent me the biggest bouquet of flowers, you know, before I even left to work today. You know, I'm just like, I was trying to grieve on my own about Chloe other than her podcast. And which sounds funny, but I didn't, you know, not too many people knew. And then with my mom, like, I don't think I can handle both. Yeah. Well, I did want to point out, and it was something so interesting, which was we talked last week about a dream that you had where you saw your dad on the beach, but in the dream that you described, he was with your mom. So and that's an unusual thing. We normally, you know, when we see people on the other side that we love, they're usually by themselves. And right. He was walking down the beach with your mom. But we'll talk about that. I mean, was she, could you see her clearly or? So that was really interesting. What we discussed last time, I'm like, you know what? It was, my dad kind of gave me a gift. Like I woke up that morning and I realized it was a seven years and I was dreading it. But I think I was dreading a lot. That was, I didn't see happening. It just, I can feel it, but I don't pinpoint it. A lot of times I don't want to look, you know, but I knew something was coming. I just couldn't put, you know, your finger on it. Finger on it. And so, but he came back into my dream state. I went back to sleep after I was bawling. I'm like, I'm just going to go back to sleep. And I went back to sleep and he showed up with my mom and they were walking hand in hand on the beach barefoot. And my dad looked like a real person. And my mom was translucent, which I thought was odd. She was translucent. Like, but I know it was her. And I'm like, hi, mom. And I'm like, but I see you, but let me talk to dad, you know, and I hugged him and I reminded myself again, like, don't say he's dad. Cause then he's really here. You know, yeah. I caught myself and I was very proud of myself. And then, you know, we were doing something and there was a talent show. Well, my mom wanted her wishes, which is also something I, we were watching a talent show. He basically was showing me the funeral for my mom. Wow. Like that's what she wanted was the grandkids to get together and literally dance on her grave. My mom was a dance teacher for years and she, she's just like, I want everyone to celebrate. You know, I had a great life. I have seven children over 23, 24. I have no, no idea how many grandchildren, but there's a lot. <laughs> and, um, but I realized I was watching and he had a glass of wine for me. So I'm like, Oh, cause that's, there's always something that I'm like, I wouldn't be having a glass of wine at the Mormon church. Cause that's where her, you yeah. know, but I always thought, I'm like, well, oh, that's a little odd. I'm like, did you pour it for me? He goes, did you see me pour it? But he wasn't talking. So, you know, it's my dream, right? Yeah. And um, it was just really fascinating. But looking back, he was showing me my mom's funeral. But without my mom being in a casket, like nothing dramatic, not my mom being in a casket, he was showing me all the other stuff, which I didn't know. I wasn't thinking about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But well, I guess the question would be, and I think he's probably the best person for us to talk to. Right. And one other, one other thing. So before, cause I had to, you know, I had to, um, 
deal with the, uh, what is it called? Um, the medical directive, you know, it's all seven of us. Sure. We all had to decide, but I was the person point person anyway. Um, before I did that, I just went and I, I wrote, I, you know, I go to, and I just challenge like, dad, I really need to talk to you. And I only feel really secure whether if it's in our podcast or if I'm writing, if I'm typing oh. and he came through and he's like, mom's already here. She can't get back into that body. And I mean, she had a broken hip. She had a clavicle, broke a clavicle bone. I mean, her heart wasn't working. She had a brain bleed. There was all, all the things that they were trying to fix. And um, he just said, he, you know, I can feel my mom. She's like, focus on everything you do have. How many friends, all the love you have with your friends, all the love you have with your family, how we have Chloe. Look at Chloe. She's a puppy again. Like, all these things that I was typing and she's like, you have so much to focus on about your new career, you know, about the projects that I'm working on and all of this. And it was just so comforting for me because we had to make an enormous decision to pull her off of life support. And so that was just, you know, I wasn't just going to, you know, it, but it helped me so much just being in tune and being able to do that. And I know what they gave me is something that are something I want our listeners to know. Everyone has access to their loved ones. Everyone does. I was fortunate enough to talk to my dad. I still didn't trust that my mom, I know my mom was there. She was still tied to her body. I've talked to people that have had, that have been in comas, you know, that have had clients saying like you could, they're tied to their body. They're not fully gone, but we've discussed this on the podcast many times. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um well and also because of the podcast, you know, we're trying to help people realize how present everybody is and how we can talk to them. And so it, it, you know, here we are having a very dramatic example of, you know, somebody who actually has access. And what you were just saying, which is, you know, you wrote a letter and you allowed yourself to hear the answers from the other side about what you should do, what you should worry about, what you should focus on, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I guess it would, the question would be, is your dad, does he want to weigh in on that or? He put his hand on my shoulder. I felt him putting his hand on my shoulder. Um, and we can ask him. Hi, Jim. Oh. Sorry. Um, He's just saying, we know we, this wasn't easy. Um, <laughs> he's like, we're dancing. She's running. We're cow he's showing me them. They used to cowboy dance. They used to dance to cowboy music. Oh, there you go. Western dancing. I haven't oh. thought of three for years. And. Can I ask him what, what kind of music? I mean, is it country western? What is it? Yeah, it's country western. He showed me like like line John, dancing. He showed me like John John Denver line dancing. He also remember that song Blue Eyes? Yeah. It was Blue Eyes. I don't know what it is exactly, but I just remember he's just saying it. Um aw, I just asked who greeted mom. And he said her mother first. Her mother. Okay. And was that a happy reunion? 
by the way, I'd like to say hello to your mom. I mean, I don't know if she wants to talk to us yet. And but you know, of course, I always loved hanging out with your mom. She was hilarious. She's letting oh. dad. She said she goes, I'm gonna let dad talk for us. He's talking. Okay, very good. I'm sorry. But you know, we love you. And I'm we're glad that you're here. Oh, and she just reminded me and I think I told you this the last book that she read was your book. Um, Packing the afterlife. Yeah. Life. Sweet. <laughs> but your dad. Nice. so back to dancing, I, if you could show Jennifer what that's like, you know, is there a band? Are you listening to music or how does that work? Oh, he just said we, we get to go on our favorite dates again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very sweet. And of course, for Valentine's Day, for, you know, for all of us, we, we get to experience that. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm, listen, I know how difficult this is and you're very sweet to share it with the audience, but I think it'll help people, people who have tuned in have had their own losses, you know. Um, so you guys get to go on dates together. So what's that like? Is that flirtatious? I mean, you know, uh, he, just, he just showed me as I get to marry her all over again. That's adorable. <laughs> I just asked him, I'm like, would you still have all seven kids? He's all two. <laughs> two. Oh. There's an ongoing joke about, you know, because my grandparents only wanted him to have two children. And obviously he didn't listen. He had seven. <laughs> I'm the second child. And so I'm like, why didn't you quit it too? What about <laughs> but, um, he wasn't that wasn't he said his ADD helped him. That's funny. <laughs> um, hold on. He said we're very present with the whole family. He's like, we love you guys so much. He says, as you and Richard know, everybody helps from the other side. Um, it's just a heart string away. I just asked him again, I'm like, did we do everything right? Did we? <clears throat> I woke up this morning before I knew she passed. Wanting to, I'm like, did I, you know, you have your doubts. And then he showed me Chloe, like my husband held on to Chloe when Chloe couldn't walk. So he's basically saying, he goes, you're asking me, he said, it was a gift to have our mom for another year. It truly was. Well, speaking of Chloe, uh, Jim, if I can ask you this question, because you told us that you were going to be there with Patches, your dog. <laughs> Right, I remember that name. So just if you could please describe to us what was it like for you from your perspective to be there waiting for Chloe and how does it how does that work? Does her energy come to you or what is the process and are is the energy of patches with you? We were all in the room. Oh, and Max, our other dog Max that we had, we had a yellow lab before her. Um and her parents. And her parents, so Chloe's parents, Chocolate Lab, right? Yeah. Chloe's parents, 
they get reunited. I never thought about that. So, and so, and pe what people don't really realize is that we all have nuclear families, our own family, our own, and, and our pets do as well, of course. They have right. brothers and siblings, and they have to go through that process of getting everyone to agree to let them spend their lives with us as opposed to away from them. And so when they cross over, they get to see all of their siblings, all of their loved ones. And so, Jim, what is, so when Chloe comes through, is she come through as a puppy or as you knew her or as she wants to present herself? Oh, she first came through how she was when she passed, he says. But then she realized she can walk and there was no pain. And so, and then she changed into a younger version of herself. Okay. And, and if we don't, if you don't mind, Jim, could you bring Chloe forward? We've done this with Hyra and my dog, Sam. Chloe, what is it, what was it like for you when you crossed over? If you don't mind putting that into uh, Jim's mind or Jennifer's mind. She's just expressing so much love. Were you surprised to see Jim there waiting for you? No pain. No pain. She says, yes, yeah, she didn't understand because she was showing me looking at us being in the room and then looking. And seeing Jim. Yeah. yeah. And recognizing him, correct? But she knew the energy that she he was there to help her. Like she knew right away, she's saying. Because it wasn't that scary. She said that she also she passed quite peacefully, which makes okay. me feel good too. Um, and so what was it like, Chloe, to see your parents and to reconnect with them? What was that experience like? She just showed me how she just kept running and running with them and running some more. Oh, she found a horse that was her friend from another life. Oh, very cool. If you could describe the horse, your friend, what's tall height or color or what? It's more like a mini pony that had like, she's showing me had like gray and white, which was interesting. Gray and white. And, and was this a lifetime recently or a long time ago? I'm That's my question. The time before. The time before. And, yeah. and was it in, is it in the United States or another country or... A farm in Wisconsin, my grandparents. Oh, okay. That's very specific. Yeah. Um, and so, well, uh, Chloe, if you don't mind, you know, I don't know if you know what we're doing, this podcast. Oh, Hyra, Hyra did show up as well. Okay, very good. Hyra, Robert Towns' dog. Uh, I was talking about you, Hyra, the other day. I don't know if you're aware of that with our old friend, Peter Payton. But um, Hyra, uh, so Hyra, it just you can help. Chloe, describe what this process is. So we're under the impression that animals understand how how incarnation works, but humans do not. So is that true? What's the what is the process? And Chloe, are you aware of the process? Animals always know their purpose, whereas humans try to find out their purpose. Very interestingly put. And, we and always know why we come. And so, uh, Chloe, let me ask you, can you recall your previous lifetimes now? Oh, hold on. I asked her what her purpose was, and she showed me my husband, which is so sweet. Which that Did was you know, 
Did you know Freddie from before, Chloe? Many times. Many times. And so if you could just describe, uh, please. I was, I was just the conduit because I picked her out. Oh, so how how did you do that? Or Chloe, who did that? Was it Jennifer who recognized you? Or how did it work out that you recognized Freddie? Or, or had or orchestrated him finding you? Just putting it into my, like, just they have help from their families putting it into our heads to look for them. And then it kind of goes from there. It kind of goes from there. And this idea that we, we see the animal and then we go, oh, my gosh, there's that, you know, that's my dog or my cat or that's the, you know, the cat that should come home with us. We think we're making that decision. Chloe, are we making the decision or are you guys? No, you're shaking your head. No. Okay. So yeah, that's so interesting. I have to get going though. I understand. All right. Well, I listen, uh, Chloe, one last thing, anything you want to say to Jennifer and Freddie? She just said, I love you so much. And she showed me like laying on her bed and she showed me us walking her all the time and feeding her snacks. And she said that she can't wait to see us again. <laughs> but not too soon. Not too soon, Chloe. No. Um, anything you want to say for to Jennifer about the upcoming struggle she's going to have with doing the whole funeral thing and anything can help her? Like she's got it. But she's not my first rodeo, no pun intended. Hold on. Okay. He just told me to give some extra love to a sibling that needs it. Very good. And your mom, we want to thank her for stopping by if just to say hello and her hilarious uh who she was just a wonderful person and thank you both for bringing jennifer to us <laughs> so so i mean i sound like a, a he, said, welcome. he used to always say that too he's like you're welcome <laughs> like Very uh, good. how does he stand i love you what's the thing he does with his fingers i love you i love you well thank you jim thank you mom thank you chloe uh, thanks to your family and thank you, Jennifer. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, thank you for, I, I, I didn't realize, I do know that grief is difficult. I deal with clients, but I had, it still, it still shocks me how much it hurts, you know, being without your loved ones. Um, well, we, we did hear this from your dad, you know, when you can move grief to nostalgia, which is happier, happier moments, happier memories. Then you begin the healing process and right. just talking to Chloe and having her remind you of those happier moments, I'm sure is helpful as well as your mom. The fact that she and your dad are line dancing. Come on. That's I love that. And I love the fact, I mean, this is, I can't wait to listen back on this. It's like my own reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Well, thank you, Jennifer. We love you. And, and I'm glad we did this. I hope it helps you in some way. It does. Thank you. I right, love thank you. Thank and you, thanks, Richard. everybody, tuning in. We Thank love you. you. Go ahead, say again. Love you. Love, love. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. 
For more information, jenniferschafer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Amazon Prime.